We're going to be signing today and registering national emergency. U.S. President Donald Trump did it. He declared his national emergency to build his wall. The move allows him to bypass Congress, but that's what he hopes, at least. Trump said the move was ordinary, even as he said he expected it to be challenged. And while it's an open question as to whether the wall gets built, he was right on one thing. The challenge was immediate. I'm Andrew Barden, and this is TikTok. Joining me today is no stranger to power in politics, Anna Edgerton, our congressional reporter in Washington. Hey, Anna. Thanks for having me. So, Anna, you and I have known each other for a while, in part because we both lived and covered Brazilian politics. So the first thing I want to know is, which one is crazier? Are there any parallels? <laughs> well, uh, I guess covering Brazilian politics prepared me well to cover U.S. politics. They're both you know, big, diverse democracies in the Western Hemisphere. Um, I did cover an impeachment in Brazil, so if we end up going down that road, I'm, I'm your girl. I'm our impeachment beat reporter. It, it, it's, it's the place to go to cut your teeth to cover D.C. So, exactly. t so tell me about today. It was, it was sort of the same as Brazil. You had like this you know, very long uh, press conference. A lot of it was unscripted and it, and it sort of kind of veered all over the place. But if you pull the lens all the way back, what was the big picture? This seems to be sort of less about a wall and more about a battle over the separation of powers or, or it seems to be lining up that way. Yeah, that's that's right. And you, one of the big questions is the constitutionality of this move, because Article One of the Constitution does give Congress the power of the purse. So the fact that the president is trying to fund one of his priorities with taxpayer money outside the normal appropriation process does raise constitutional questions. It also begs the question, why an emergency now when it wasn't an emergency when Republicans had the House? So there is no material change on the border in terms of the number of people trying to cross border apprehensions, uh, drug flow, any, any of those statistics. So the question is, why is the emergency declaration coming now, you know, in the middle of February and not last year when Paul Ryan was speaker or even the beginning of the year when uh, when the government first shut down because they couldn't decide over the amount of money, money for the wall. But at the same time, he comes in and he's telling everybody, this is pretty normal. Like presidents declare emergencies, you know, all the time for natural disasters or, or other events. I guess the question here is, how do you find that other event? Does this, you know, does this qualify uh, as a national emergency? That's true. I mean, Trump's predecessors have declared national emergencies. Uh, President Barack Obama declared an emergency for the swine flu. Uh, George W. Bush declared an emergency for uh, after September 11th. So it is true that other presidents have declared national emergencies, and it's not an uncommon thing to do. What's different about this is that the president is trying to use it to redirect taxpayer money. And that's where it raises constitutional questions, because the president is within his authority to declare a national emergency, but he has to justify why he's doing that. And if he can't demonstrate in court that there is a national emergency that requires the suspending of some normal legal statutes, then that is where this is going to be challenged. So Pelosi and Schumer came very quickly off the mark. They called it a power grab and even accused Trump of going outside the bounds of law. And I suppose the question is, you know, what can they realistically do now and, and how quickly could they act? Well, according to the National Emergencies Act in um, from the 1970s, 
Congress has a responsibility to review a national emergency declaration within six months. So within six months of the declaration, Congress will send a resolution to the Judiciary Committee, and, and that will be reviewed so that Congress can say, no, this is not an actual emergency, and, and terminate that declaration. But Congress doesn't have to wait six months. So the House can go ahead and file that resolution, and Judiciary Chair Jerry Nadler told me yesterday that he plans to go ahead and do that as soon as possible. And we also saw a statement from Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and Joaquin Castro, two Democratic members of Congress, saying that they also plan to file a resolution but you to question this emergency declaration. But they would also need some disgruntled Republicans to come on board. That's right. In the House, they could pass this resolution without Republicans. They do have the majority. But in the Senate, they would certainly need some Republicans. Now, this is a privileged resolution, which means that once it passes the House, it has to be put on the Senate floor within 15 days. So that means it's not up to Mitch McConnell, the Senate majority leader, whether or not to put that on the floor. It only needs 51 votes to pass, so it's not subject to a filibuster. So if you have all Democrats and only a handful of Republicans, this would pass. It would then have to be signed by the president, and the question becomes whether or not Democrats in the House and Republicans in the Senate have enough votes to override the president's veto and terminate this national emergency declaration without him. Okay. And then there's the other way that this can get blocked, which is in the courts, and that's something that Trump touched on today. I expect to be sued. I shouldn't be sued. Very rarely do you get sued when you do national emergency. And then other people say, oh, if you use it for this, now what are we using it for? We've got to get rid of drugs and gangs and people. It's an invasion. That's right. And I spoke with Jerry Nadler, the House Judiciary Chairman, yesterday, and he said it's going to be the House counsel that challenges this in court, um, and that would be challenging the constitutionality of the act and defending the right of Congress to appropriate money and defending that as a constitutional role that's reserved for the legislative branch. He seemed, he seemed pretty confident today when he was talking about, I mean, he was doing his voice thing, but like he seemed <laughs> like he, he kind of expected this to come. He knew it was going to come, but, you know, bring it on because I've seen this before. You know, I spoke with some of Trump's Republican allies yesterday in Congress and asked them about this, and they said the president has become more confident in declaring a national emergency as he has seen that he has the legal standing to do this. So as he's become more confident in his legal defense of this action, he began to see this as more of a plan A. So one thing I didn't get at it was this strange dance that took place during the press conference. He seemed to be blaming former Speaker Paul Ryan for not coming through with the funding. He, he never actually named him, though. What, was that, was that blame, blame game to try to kind of divert some of the criticism, or what, what was that dance all about? That was a really bizarre moment. That caught my attention as well. And it was pretty clear that he was speaking about Paul Ryan, even though he didn't say his name specifically. And one of the frustrations that President Trump had last year is that a Republican Congress wouldn't give him what he wanted. And what he wanted was money for this wall. The reason why he feels like he has to declare a national emergency now is because he didn't get the money he wanted last year when Republicans controlled both chambers of Congress. And part of the problem is that House Speaker Paul Ryan couldn't necessarily pass a spending bill on his own without Democratic votes because a lot of his members oppose spending bills because they don't like, they're concerned about the impact on the deficit and have all kinds of uh, objections to spending government money. And in the Senate, of course, it needs 60 Democrats. So even though Republicans had a unified control of 
of government, they didn't have the latitude to set the spending priorities unilaterally. And that's what the president didn't seem to understand. And he couldn't he couldn't quite grasp why Republicans couldn't give him what he wanted. So let me bring you all the way back to something that you said at the beginning, because you, you, you sort of like intimated this is all going to ride on whether it, it's seen as, as an emergency or not. Trump Trump touched on that at some point. He said he said, you know, I didn't need to do this, but uh, I'd rather you know, I'd rather do it much faster. I could do the wall over a longer period of time. I didn't need to do this. But I'd rather do it much faster. Is that statement going to come back to haunt him? He seems to have kind of undermined his own argument for declaring this as an emergency. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he said he had that line, and then there was one other line that caught my attention when he said, we've already built enough wall for the election. And it was just uh, kind of an explicit uh, confession that this was done for political reasons. And like you said, that it wasn't actually an emergency that he could have done this, uh, that he didn't need to to do this declaration. I think it does undermine his argument. And we've seen in past cases, like with the Muslim travel ban, how his own words were used against him. It kind of bolstered the argument of of those who would challenge him in court. Though in the case of that travel ban, ultimately, he, he did get what he wanted. Well, and that's going to be one of the big questions, and I think why the president is confident in in how this will turn out. And he even suggested this in that run-up to him defending the legal strategy, is that ultimately this will end up in the Supreme Court. And he seems confident in both the conservative judges and the two judges that he's appointed will end up upholding his policy. Anna Edgerton, muito obrigado. Thank you very much. <laughs> obrigado a você. Be sure to follow Anna at AnnaEdge4. You can follow me at A Barden and get all your updates at TikTok.